And I'm joined on the line by SABC uh, reporter uh, Sipo Stierman to talk about this one. Sipo, all right, buddy? Uh, yes, I'm very good. Uh, how are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us here on Metro FM Talk. Uh, Sipo, let's maybe uh, just uh, paint the context here for some of uh, our listeners who might not be familiar uh, with this long-standing uh, issue here uh, uh, involving one uh, Lawrence Mkhwebi and uh, norm- advocate Nom Kwabo Chiba. Uh, what is happening here and uh, what indeed is the bone of contention? Uh, well, uh, the two advocates who are senior advocates in the NPA, Ajiba is the deputy head, and uh, she once acted as the national head of the NPA uh, between, I think, uh, 2011 and 2013. Um, and, uh, of course, Mpoebu is uh, the specialized uh, director of public prosecution. So basically, they were taken into this inquiry, uh, the Mofora inquiry, to establish whether they are fit and proper to hold office. This comes after numerous... Um, court findings against them that they've lied under oath that they've taken decisions that are not consistent uh, with the uh, constitution that are not uh, lawful and uh, some of those decisions have been reviewed and set aside by the court now for example lawrence mkwebi uh, back in 2011 uh, when uh, he was just appointed as uh, the special director of public prosecution uh, one of the first decisions he took once when he was in office was to withdraw charges against a former crime intelligence boss uh, richard mzuli and mm. this was a um, and this was against the advice of those uh, prosecutors that were working against, uh, they were working on the case, uh, prosecutors such as, uh, you know, Glynis Breitenberg, um, Zinyati as well. But he went ahead and, uh, you know, uh, controversially uh, withdrew that case uh, without proper consultation. And then when this matter was uh, then taken to court, it was reviewed and set aside on his part. So certainly, uh, I've just been reading through this um, report, uh, the leaked report, I must state, uh, it hasn't been officially uh, uh, released by the president. Indeed, but yeah. It is, uh, the, it is the report that uh, we have it, uh, 140 pages. And reading through it, uh, you know, the, the uh, Justice Mokoro found that, uh, you know, Mkwadi failed uh, to act without, uh, you know, fear and favor, and that he found that uh, his decisions were not... Um, proper in law, and that it was actually quite scathing, saying that he finds that his understanding of law and legal processes to be flawed. Uh, that is uh, Mkwedi. Now, um, going to Jiba, well, there's a number of issues there. Uh, Jiba, of course, her uh, biggest uh, issue is uh, racketeering, authorizing those charges against the former Kaysen Hawkhead, that is uh, Johan Boysen. Uh, now, uh, Jiba, of course, the court also reviewed and set aside that decision and also she was found that um, she had lied under oath. And so the, uh, the, the Mohoro looked at these uh, findings that have been going on against her and said that, you know, this uh, speaks to that uh, she is not um, fit uh, and proper uh, to be, you know, deputy NPA head. Uh, the fact that uh, she has lied under oath uh, and she says that, uh, as you mentioned, that she enabled and allowed uh, interference within uh, the NPA uh, and that she, she left leadership where she needed to to intervene in some of um, the disputes that were going on between prosecutors, that she let uh, some of these controversies to fester on forever without um, ever interfering and taking a decisive uh, action. So certainly a scathing report against those two, and um, the, finding, the key finding is that uh, they are not fit and proper to mm. hold office and that the president should fire them. Mm. If, I mean... Uh, in the context of such a scathing uh, uh, report and uh, a clearly a compelling case here against the, this pair, uh, what uh, I guess what arguments did they put up in their defence? I guess to to rationalise or even justify some of the actions. Well, uh, during uh, the Mohoro inquiry itself, uh, it's set for six weeks of hearings. 
Uh, there are about 16, uh, 17 witnesses called, and both Ajiba and um, Swaibi took the stand to defend themselves. Now, Ajiba uh, put that uh, her argument was that um, it was some some within the NPA that are gatekeepers. In fact, she mentioned, um, oh, I, I just uh, escaped my mind, but then she mentioned that some within the NPA uh, had a problem uh, with uh, reporting uh, to that is a black female a leader, and that uh, she mentioned that she has taken all her decisions uh, in the interest of justice, but the court has found that she hasn't. So, and that in fact uh, she has taken her decisions for other reasons than the interest uh, of law. Now, an interesting case, of course, particularly the Johan Boysen matter, uh, is important because at the time, Johan Boysen is the head of the Hawkins case at end. He was uh, investigating uh, people that were said to be linked uh, to ANC. Now, Johan uh, Boysen, during uh, uh, giving his testimony at the Mahore Inquiry, says that uh, he was investigating a businessman called Pandey, and this businessman was close to President Zuma's son, Edward Zuma. And at some point, even Edward Zuma visited uh, Johan Boysen himself to say, stop investigating this guy. Now, suddenly... After, you know, this investigation, Jiva then comes authorizing these charges. So Johan Boysen says, this is not a matter of coincidence. I feel these charges were pushed against me to get me out of office. So you look at those, you know, uh, possible linkages there, and you question then, indeed, uh, what is the reasoning to charge Johan Boysen, especially if subsequent court judgments say it was an incorrect decision? Mm, mm. And, and you know, when we take a look at this and uh, we look at all of the executive shifts and changes that have happened within uh, the National Prosecuting Authority, we saw Shamila Patohi uh, taking up the mantle uh, 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 over the last uh, uh, few weeks or so or to a few months uh, or so. Uh, uh, what does this mean for the continued functioning of the NPA? And uh, is this pair, of course, the last within, uh, I guess, our law enforcement and uh, investigative uh, arms of the state? Uh, are these pair the last of the people that uh, ought to be pursued here? Well, uh, I must tell you that uh, the president and uh, probably the new NPA head, uh, Shamla Bhattu, must be very pleased with this report because the NPA is now in a process of trying to rebuild public trust. It's in a process of trying to redeem its uh, image in the eyes of the public and to be seen to be doing the right thing. Uh, the president, of course, in the State of the Nation address, announced a new investigative directorate within uh, the NPA that's going to focus on cases on state capture and other corruption. So this is an NPA that's trying to you know, clean up its image, do the right thing, go after corruption. And however, how is it going to do this when you have these two individuals that are linked to former President Zuma, that are linked to a number of controversies and to have been taking actions that seem to favor those that are politically connected. So the NPA must be pleased with this um, decision because they are trying to restructure themselves, mm. get the new people on board that are going to be doing the right sure. thing. It's, new, it's a new leader. Uh, she wants to stamp her authority. She does not want uh, the baggage that comes with the likes of Jiba and Swayze. Mm. But now I must say, of course, whether the president decides to fire them, uh, that's decision by the president needs the approval of the parliament. So when the president announced his decision on whether he will implement uh, the recommendations to ask them, then after that, then sure. uh, the matter has to go to parliament for final confirmation. Okay. Sipo, let's leave it there. My brother really appreciate your time.